Well, welcome everybody to another exciting evening. I have two very special guests with me. They're actually monks from our Celebrating Life community, monastic community. So would you please welcome George Lopez and Ryan Regali. Welcome, brothers. Thank you, Padre. Good to be with you. Uh, They're so quiet. Not like me. <laughs> but I appreciate you being on the call. But also, I think our topic tonight, I think it's going to be universal for everyone. We had a large sign up, and I believe because it's a hunger. And for those who maybe haven't been with Celebrating Life in the last couple of years, we'd like to welcome you back and those for the first time. Usually, our protocol for our monthly prayer and healing teleservices. We open with prayer, which I'll have Ryan do shortly, and then we discuss a topical in a sense of how our lives have been, but I specifically turn those questions to both George and Ryan, and it's like, well, how has your life changed based on their realities, but also their prayer life, and we'll get to hear the results of that. And then as we close, we're going to talk about Brazil, of course, our experiences with John of God, and also then in closing, we'll offer prayers for healing. And everybody who's on this call and those who you know, you have in your heart will be praying for everyone in a general way and sometimes might be specific. Call it words of knowledge, words of wisdom that the Holy Spirit will reveal. So I just want everyone to sit back, be comfortable, and just allow the Holy Spirit now to take us on this ride, this ride that's actually going to reveal spiritual truth for yourself, for your family, and for your workplace because everything is possible with God. So with that said, I would love for Brian, would you open with prayer for Celebrating Life? Yes, a pleasure. I'd like to invite everyone to close their eyes if you'd like and just take a deep breath. Come, Divine Mother, show us the path of the heart. Show us how to open our heart. Come, Casa Entities, show us the grace of healing. Come, Jesus, show us the Christ within. Help us remember that we are all one. Come, Holy Spirit, show us the wholeness that lies within us all. Come, Divine Father, infuse us with the I Am Presence. On this call and beyond, we ask you to bring us peace in our minds, joy in our heart, love in our full being. I'm grateful for this time together to receive all these messages that will flow through us today of love and truth and allow this grace to really really alleviate the suffering in in all of us and all of those around the world. And we thank God for this opportunity to be in your I Am presence. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ryan. Prayer is so important to celebrating life. Our ministry, especially our monastic community, our ordained spiritual healing ministers, but also our students. One of the things that I try to lead in our community is you have to have a relationship with the Christ, with the the great I am. And with that comes, I call it that spiritual benefits or physical benefits. And not because we pray more or less, it's because we're drawing near to the one who the scripture says that will not only save, heal, but also restore our lives. And Ryan and George are perfect examples or witnesses, especially within our community. They're, I call it, newly professed, George and Ryan, but yet their example of life, the one thing I love about both of those gentlemen, they're younger than I, so, you know, they have some, I have some years on them, so I have more wisdom. And I could say I look look better than them because of that, but that's not right 
right standing when it comes to George is so tall and got a full head of hair and Ryan is a half a head of hair but very good looking but he's tall too so I'm the run of the bunch but I'm okay with that as long as I can lead which they so generously let me what I wanted to say about both of my brothers is they're very prayerful and hopefully you'll sense that when we just share life tonight many of you who have signed up tonight you have great needs like we do we all have personal needs physical needs even in our families our our workplace our pets you know our neighbors or friends who we know that are either sick or are in the hospital and many of them have been afflicted some of you even had just surgery like al which we've been praying for the last month for him to and we're just so happy his surgery was successful but there's others like Kim taking care of her mother the elderly parents that can be challenging at times a lot of us have call it ailments whether it's a food allergy a cancer a diabetes or pain a physical pain it doesn't matter the degree of that what matters is when we have it what do we do how do we alleviate some of that pain or suffering that we go through and in I think it's 2 Corinthians 4, I, I ran across this statement in the scriptures, and it just kind of illuminated for me prior to this call. And it says, For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more ex- exceedingly and external weight of glory. And that's in 2 Corinthians 4. And what that said is, well, we have a pain here, we have a pain there, we have a surgery, we have cancer. It doesn't matter for it outweighs what actually what we're going for, and that's actually to transcend the body and go into these heavenly places when we pass over. So it's really turning our gaze towards the one who created us. So if we can quote, I'm sure you've heard it, offer your sickness up, offer your your pain up. I always thought that was a crazy thought, but the older I become, the more wise are the the words that come, and I begin to understand because because we're going to transcend this body. And yes, we'd all like to go poof today, so we kind of <laughs> short circuit that and take the fast road to heaven. Or can we endure? And how do we endure? It's really by that relationship with Christ. So what I'd like to say here is I'm going to talk about. I call it maybe the last three months of my life here on earth. And it kind of started right after the spring retreat, which was just marvelous. It's like there was a lot of, I caught inner challenges that I had for that retreat. And I don't always have them, but it was there, was present. But yet how the Holy Spirit helped me transcend things that I wanted to control, I couldn't, or I could, but I chose not to. And I, I let go. And by that meant, it's like, regardless of, I call it my inner turmoil, I was still going to allow God's grace to pass through me. Just as each one of you on this, listening to this, and even prior to after this, listening to this by tape, would understand that there are problems in your life, my life, that I just need to let go of. The question is, how do we do that? And that, especially when you're in pain, it's beautiful to have another person that can actually pray with you or just listen to, I call it your woes, but then we need to then take another step and let that go. Well, the Holy Spirit, which in the scripture says, he's my counselor, he's my mentor. So when I present my need to God saying, hey, I heard here, hello, (laughs) anybody home? I can make that a joke, but it's actually, I call it the relationship where then I listen, I be quiet and I listen because... 
just chat or complaining does not allow us to hear that still small voice within. And that still small voice leads us to, I call it the creator of this universe. But within that, in the last three months, that my, I call it listening ear has been modified, refined, and that's not lifting me up. I'm just so grateful that I can hear these small, still whispers now. Before, they were so blocked out because of my own chaos, my own craziness, my own thought process. And the scripture says we have to put on the mind of Christ, meaning we got to think differently. we got to think positive. So in that event in the last three months, and I've been surrendering a lot faster than I have before, and I got more joy in me. So the, the treasure here is when I go into prayer, when I go into meditation, it's faster for me to connect. And with that, then it holds. It's almost like stepping into water. It's like there's, there's a surface there. So I know water's all around me, so I'm okay. The same way with, I call it the Holy Spirit that breathes on me or around me. It's that atmosphere that goes with me. Instead of saying, oh, I left him back in my chair, my chair, or wearing my favorite hat, my white hat, my prayer hat. It's like, where's my hat? If I don't have my hat, God isn't there. It's not true because God is within me. And having that discovery the last three months and through Brazil has just, it's been enlightening. It's, I almost feel like I'm going in slow motion. I know you might not understand that, but that's, I call it my feeling, my field is that. And it's like, even though I'm not getting everything done, but I am, but I'm not fearful of, but if I don't do this, it won't get done. That portion is, is starting to evaporate. And right now, it's almost like seeing through the walls that, okay, I can see the end result and it's okay. I can still be at peace. And ultimately, isn't that what you and I want is to have the peace that passes all understanding? It's in these great experiences that I know when difficulty comes, the idea is you and I, we all together have to let go and we have to listen. So with that said, George... You were on our trip with us to Brazil, and you were actually one of our newer monks that were professed. Tell me a little about how your life has shifted, has changed, and your relationship with God. Well, it's funny because you're listing off the things. It's it's, it's been very much the same for me. It's been intensifying and a deepening of my relationship with God and in a, such a powerful way. And what has been activated is is listening. Is how do I how do I hear what God really is saying to me? I was thinking of prayer and how to be a me kneeling and going to Santa Claus and telling him what I wanted <laughs> or what I thought he should do. Yeah. And now that has changed such big time because I just am trying to hear what God wants from me and what the next step is for me. As I was saying to you earlier, I got really, really sick when I got back from Brazil. Wow. Interesting thing was the first week I was completely alone. He um, was here with me. <laughs> he said about being stripped down and I was like, I was not even hear my woes and I was really, really sick. Wow. You know, but at a point, all there is is you and God and and that's really the whole thing anyways. Yeah. The the rest is just decoration and <laughs> set. But at the end of the day it's just you and God. And I got to the point where I was like, There's nothing can do and I don't know but you're with me and I know that I am held in your hands and that whatever is happening to me is happening for a reason. 
And I, in the process, was shown so many things about this life and past lives, but definitely this life and about my relationship with God through this period of illness that has been just so profound. But at the end of the day, it's all about the connection and how I continue to hook up and write myself with God, with Creator, mm. to hear what what he wants and what he's saying. Well, George, let me ask you a question, and I love what you're saying because it really does feed into our theme tonight. Because I know I just had a brother-in-law who passed away two weeks ago, and I had a conversation with him, are you fearful of death? And he said no. But in his voice, I could sense something because, again, it's still about the unknown. And I'm sure we have listeners on the phone who are maybe facing death, maybe by an illness or a surgery that says you might not survive. Let's just use your example of being sicker than a dog. Okay, you, things have to run through your mind like they all, like all of us. So when those, I call it those fear thoughts came when you were sick and nobody was there to take care of you, where you were all alone, where did your mind or heart go? Can you share a little bit about that? Well, initially it was to fear, <laughs> sure. you know, to the to the humanness, to yeah. my the f- finality. You know, you 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 realize yeah. we're just this, and this could be gone in a second. Exactly what you're saying, and like I said, to that fear of of what what is going to happen, what happens if, but stronger then that is my connection to God. It it transcends everything. Yeah. And yeah. in my life, it has become everything. And in this last period, especially, it's all that is. It, yeah. It's it's the strangest thing how things that used to be so important they just mm. they're taking this this distance this they're fading and all that's important is my walk and I even had while on vacation about a month 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 or so ago two months ago actually a very close call like a near death experience wow. and the interesting that came from that was that I was not so scared to die I really wasn't. What I was scared about was if I haven't done what I came here to do. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And that really lit up for me. I was like, am I, is my walk right? Am I doing all that I can do to be connected to God, to source? And that was, that that was huge. Really, really huge. Wow. Because that, then everything else kind of falls away. It's like, oh, all I'm really have to worry about is am I connected to God? Am I am I in alignment and am I hearing what he has to say? Wow, I mean when push comes to shove it really is to that point and many of us have experienced that and maybe in multiple ways because it's like we live life today and in a moment life can change which we all know. I really appreciate you George and I failed to mention that both George and Ryan are from the San Francisco area and they both do spiritual work so if you're in need of someone to do spiritual coaching well feel free to also contact them besides. So Ryan I know we're talking in this topic about surrendering about our lives changing and I call it taking vows as you took a vow for becoming a a monk in our organization. So tell me what has changed in your life? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was smiling as George was talking because I, I have so many similar themes and 
and just the authenticity and the vulnerability that you, you the way you share, George, I, you know, I both a smile and a tear <laughs> just listening. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that, George. And I, I could really feel that, that channel, that energy moving through you, the Holy Spirit. Mm. I'll say for, for me, there's a few things that were coming to me. There's more of a permission I'm noticing to, to experience joy. And wow. this is a, this is not a common, <laughs> this is not a common quality <laughs> that has come to me. I would say maybe like peace or harmony and particularly some really challenging emotions I've, I've, I'm used to like, sure. you name, yeah. you name them, I've experienced them and okay. worked with them quite deeply. But there's, since going to so many, since becoming a monk and, and particularly experiencing the, the installation last year, the monk ordained retreat. There's a there's an opening that's been happening, and I would I would say this is what I'm noticing is a real commitment and desire, just a real heartfelt desire to to let go of the wall that's closing the any any walls that are defending my heart that are wow. closing me off to another that are creating any kind of separation. And there's just a real, I, it's, it's, you know, after Brazil, it, it became very acute how much of a, an interest uh, desire that is for me. So, prayer. Ryan, if I can ask the question of your answer, I guess. You mm-hmm. says about the wall. Give me mm-hmm. some definition of that. What is that to you or what was that for you of blocking off your heart? Yeah. Or an um, example of that. Well, I think a lot of it... I'll answer that in a around 
this thing that I think is so important. And what I've been noticing is just that in the midst of this pain, as I soften, there's a joy that oh, wow. is kind of like on the other side of the pain. So yeah, yeah. I, I too, like George, have had an extreme, tremendous amount of physical pain since in Brazil and since Brazil. Wow. And one day at the Casa, I was sitting on my left butt cheek, I, barely, because I, I had such pain in my, my right my, I had sciatica issues and stuff, but oh, okay, and I, sure. I noticed there was like a, a feeling of for a while aloneness or alone. Like, why is this mm. happening to me? You know? Oh, sure. Uh, why yeah. Why do yeah. I have to experience this kind of pain? And yeah. and that's just one more form of identity of I'm I'm a victim of pain. Something's happening mm. to me. God's punishing me. And wow. when I started seeing that and softening around that belief that creates an opening, at least in my heart, where I can let the joy or the, the love of God move through me. Well, that's huge. I'm so happy you bring that up because like all our listeners, including myself, I know a lot of, I know my family go to have their doctor's appointments or they're scheduled for surgery. That fear that comes up and so, but, but why me? Because so-and-so is healthy, I'm not. Or why do I, why did my parents have to suffer? because they're getting older and life is just catching up to them. So we all have these questions. We all have these fears. We all have these judgments. And when we can hear, like a George or a Ryan, talk about their own pains, their own sufferings, and going, wow, so we're doing it together. And isn't that what the scripture says? We're all supposed to be one. And it says, if one body part hurts, so would the other. So we do have compassion. We have mercy for another person, what they're going through. And again, we have those spiritual gifts of call it kindness, understanding, being palatable, being honest, being caring, compassionate. These are attributes of the divine, and we each have those in us. Hopefully, they do come out every now and then, (laughs) if not always. I mean, that's the goal. So in both all of our struggles, we still turn or we turn our gaze towards the one that created us because the scripture says he created us from the beginning and he knows the beginning and the end for us so he has it all marked out for us it's like how are we going to now align with what the master has already created for us call it our destiny our purpose or the people that we need to care for or the business that we need to create or the product that needs to go to market whatever it might be we can tap into i call it that understanding that wisdom that God has created, that each of us has a role to play. So with that, to me, the underline is really, I draw from the scriptures because I try to go to the wisdom that has been written down for 2,000 years. Now, you can be free to choose your own modality when it comes to your spirituality, and it should become a spiritual truth that actually works, the principle works. And I just, because of my mentor, Father Ron Roth. He was a Catholic priest, a charismatic priest, and he did these marvelous miracles. We had Coliseums or Anaheim conventions that are 10,000 people attending, and the crowds that were there and the miracles that happened, but he learned how to just tap in. That might sound so simplistic, but you and I can just tap in and says, God, I'm giving you my mind, my heart, my body, my illness, my disease, my challenge, my wife, my husband, my spouse, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever, my neighbor, my boss, it doesn't matter who. We can turn that over and say, you created them. I'm handing them over to you, and I'm going to let go. And these miraculous things happen when we do that. 
because we're really detaching from, I call it the present moment, here we are, what's been, like Ryan talked about, my block to my heart. And I just need to let go of this grievance or issue with this person and be filled with God's love and light. And it's amazing what happens when we turn that tide, when we open that door for that possibility. These miracles happen one after the other. So George, if you're listening in, when when it came time for you to, I call it, take the vow to become a monk, and that was about a year and a half ago, something like that, two years ago, your life has changed since then. Can you identify one? Because this point I'm trying to make is when we take a vow, when we say, I'm going to do this, not like, oh, I'm going to lose weight because a lot of us <laughs> fluctuate on that one. But when we make a, a final decision, say, okay, this is how I'm going to live. I don't want to be complainer. I don't want to be a mushy person. I want to be strong. But give me the ability to see what God has seen for me and walk that path. So when you took your vow, what on the, I call it the exterior, what did you feel or sense since then that gave you more strength in your own walk or relationship with God? Well, I, I felt a cementing in my relationship with God, a bond that I haven't experienced in this lifetime. Oh, wow. And, you know, it's in retrospect. I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't so aware of what I was getting into, <laughs> to be totally honest. You know? uh, yeah, there I, you go, I knew that it was meant to be, and I knew that this was, it, it was just so divinely aligned. But I wasn't aware of the, of the depth of it, honestly. And now as I look back, I see such a huge shift. But that, that relationship that has become so real and so tangible in my life and kind of as i said before it's it's now it's all there is there is the surrounding and my life and and even things that once were so huge to me to music and these things of what i was going to do have all just kind of faded and what is now is is my relationship with god that Good is yeah. first it it is the only thing and it keeps in other areas of my life and my work with FSD and, and, and Dana and the commitment and all this, but it just keeps showing up as this is all there is now and the the tangible presence that I feel of God mm. all the time. For our listeners, we have multiple things coming up in the next couple of months for, I call it healing service, healing days. These principles that we're talking about tonight, they get to be taught again, but we also get to experience them. It really does, like Brazil, there's this, I call it the magic that happens. I mean, Ron Roth always talked about we can become the container of the Holy Spirit. But once we come together, this this core, this energy begins to grow. And just like our Padre Ron Roth, that same energy, that same love is now grown within our community and also in our retreats and healing services so if you haven't been a part of that come along again the scripture says taste and see there's something very special happening and, and we get to pray every day for every need that comes through the the monks have agreed to that so continue to send in your prayer requests daily because we love to watch those prayers be answered and let us know how your prayers have been answered i just know al talked about that successful surgery he had and it's like we're just praising god for that because only god could make a seven-hour surgery to four hours so save three hours and what they were going after was isolation 
isolated. So just this miraculous thing happened. And it's like, that's the power of prayer. That's the power of just in agreement that two or more gathered in thy name, there I am in the midst. I know we could be talking all night and I could talk all night, but we talked about we were going to mention some things about Brazil. So Ryan, would you like to just begin about your experience in Brazil? Boy, it's... (laughs) It, in some way, it feels like it just happened. In some way, it feels like it's ages ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I understand. Well, for me, Brazil feels like home. Yeah. You know, it's always like a, it's a calling. And I every time I go, it's like being enveloped in, in presence. And that presence just completely surrounds me. And it has my back. It's in me. And it, when I come home, I always it's I remember that experience it's easy to tap into that this time it was it was it gets more and more subtle for me and yet profound i i think there's just a vitality more vitality that i'm experiencing in the midst of pain so i I didn't sleep that much there i had incredible stomach challenges i had back problems i had my butt hurt like all these things were going (laughs) on in the midst of that i was being asked to just be with pain to really just not run away from pain. And because of that, there was a tremendous energy, vital vital energy. The Holy Spirit was just moving, moving, moving. And and I was being asked to look at this as just energy, not try to figure it out or put a story to it or label it in any way, but just know, as as George is saying, that this is God's work. That there's just to really, really simplify everything. My whole path, I feel like, is from being there, since being there to now, it's just everything feels like it's, and this is even since being a monk, but just everything feels like it's getting more simple, just more still, more just bathing in a, in a great, when I really choose to be in that state and not play with the other energies or play with the other thoughts. Right. Right. There's real, there's a real, there's a real grace that I can fall into and, and surrender into. And it just, it fills my body. And I would say that, yeah, go ahead, Potter. I'm going to have to comment on the way you're speaking, Ryan, even with the difficulties, the pain that you described and what you experienced in Brazil and maybe even the present moment, that it is about us shifting what we are, who we are, and that present moment into, I call it, giving those thoughts, giving that energy unto God and saying, God, I'm going to just focus on you, which is love and peace and understanding. Now, if I was to ask you, would you go back to Brazil again? What would your response be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no Me too. I'm going to be able to keep going as often as I can. Yeah, the pain... <laughs> The pain's not, you know, in the, the moment, it's, sometimes right. it's annoying or all those things. And I can, yeah. I have my slips and complain. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm still watching myself. Even when I'm complaining or right. I'm grumbling, I'm still watching myself do it. I'm saying everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. And see, and that's all really well. a factor that I think, and it's, to me it's called the essence. And to me that's a, a core of what the Holy Spirit is about, is giving us understanding in the midst of the storm that, most of us experience, but there can be a peace that really transcends. And, you know, did I have a good experience? I had a beautiful experience. And as well, it's been my ninth or 10th time. And it doesn't mean practice, practice makes good. It's just like Ryan, like George, there's a quality there. There's a portal there that you know you're tapping into heaven. And it's that thirst for that. And it's like, I love that peace because it is like home for me. 
to me, that's what prayer should be. If we are in a prayer state, we don't have to run to Brazil. We can have it in our prayer closet, in our prayer chair every morning, or going to church or the synagogue, or just being outdoors and knowing that the God is there, light is there in order to carry us. It's it's transcending those things, but that's when I call it our spirit comes alive and aligns with the great spirit that we were created in. It's these qualities that prayer, devotion does, I call it, anchor us into that present moment. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about a lot of times we might have favorite quotes or, or scriptures that, in a time of need that just brings, I call it, rest to my soul. George, would you have a, an opportunity to share with us one or two of those that you might remember along your life's path? So something that really has always spoken to me, especially when concerned with times of trouble or worry or fear or the thing, a lot of the things we've been talking about is the scripture from the sixth chapter of Matthew. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Wow. So the birds don't worry, the grass doesn't worry. That's why do we worry, you know? <laughs> if he takes care of them, he's going to take care of us, and that's, yeah. that's a promise. Yes, I agree 100%. It, there's, a, there's a quality in each one of us, and I think it's a remembrancer that when we do, I call it face a challenge, whether it's a health or a relationship challenge, a financial challenge, you never know what life presents. That Where do we go? Who do we go to? That's why I love, personally, I like the scriptures because it's these nuggets that George just talked about is if God's feeding the birds of the air, then why am I letting the grass grow and until me, our, I cut it down because <laughs> I want my lawn nice and even, <laughs> that the idea is that he's taking care of them. And why would he not care for us just the same or even more? Because we're made in his image as his likeness. It's in that tenderness of God, that awareness of his presence that really, I think our heart overflows with kindness. And we just want to do more to hang around with, call it God, Father, Mother, Divine Mother, the angels, light beings, whatever you call that. To me, it's a personal relationship. And that's the jewel that I've really uncovered in my walk, my, what, 35 years of walking in this. So, so Ryan, do you have a quote, a reading that would also, I call it, settle your soul? Yeah, there is. There's this beautiful quote I, passage I came across. It says, nothing can inherently hurt or harm you unless it is something you refuse to think. If you, if you think your mind, if it, it will relax. If you think your heart, it will open. If you think your past, it will integrate. If you think your symptoms, they will heal. If you think your shadow, it will vanish. If you think your life, it will transform. If you think God, the light will dawn. Wow. Talk about simple but profound. Yeah. I really like that because it does, it shifts us. And isn't that what I call it? We can call it magic, we can call it Holy Spirit, we can call it the Kundalini. It shifts us into a different place to have an understanding. Then, here's how I would say, then all is well with my soul. 
And really, ultimately, that's what each of us want today as we pray, as we commune, as we look to God for the source of all our lives. There's a prayer that I think most of us know, our students, especially in our educational program with Celebrating Life, about Ignatius of Loyola. And of course, being in Brazil, which he's, I call it their patron saint, so to speak, along with St. Rita, but John of God, St. Ignatius wrote this prayer, which I think you'll remember. And it goes like this. Lord, I freely yield all my freedom to you. Take my memory, my intelligence, and my entire will. You have given me everything I am and have. I give it all back to you to stand under your will alone. Your love, your grace are enough for me. I shall ask for nothing more. Now, there's a surrender prayer. How many of us have prayed that prayer? Not, not specifically, but with your heart. And maybe with just a few words, say, God, I surrender. I hand my life over to you. It's in that place of intimacy into you I see that I just run into your divine arms. That you can just hold me. Be with me care for me and love me. It's in that sweet song. It's in that awareness that you have a melody that runs through each of us, a tone that brings peace to our soul. So, George, can I ask if you, I think you want to sing a, George is a great musician, and I asked him if he could do maybe a song that's a cappella or something like that for before we go into our healing prayer. So, George, are you willing to do that? I absolutely am. Please excuse my <laughs> voice, but this is a song that I hymn that I grew up. It's been on my heart, and when and I, it was the first thing that I thought of. And it's an old hymn. It's very simple, but there's something in what's passed down. And this this verse and chorus it just encapsulates so much of of what I believe. Uh, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. What a foretaste of glory divine. This is only a taste of what we're going to have. Heir of salvation. I am an heir of the King. Purchase of God. I've been purchased through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Born of His Spirit. We are spirit incarnate and washed in His blood. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Beautiful. Wow. So beautiful. Thank you, Georgie. <laughs> 
I love that song because we've been telling, we, George and Ryan and I, have been telling about our story. And I know each of you have a story to tell. But that story actually comes from the grace of God, the great I am, that energy, that love, that healing principle that we all adhere to. And it's in that quietness that even in George singing, there's a tone that comes through. There's a vibration that comes through that says, I'm home. I'm home with my God. And it's in that simplicity, it's in that holding of that energy that now we pray because we've entered into the Holy of Holies where miracles happen. And you're sensing that in your own home where you sit or in your office or in your car. It doesn't matter where. God is there. So we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit now to take this divine energy that raised Jesus from the dead and now create miracles in your life, in your bodies, in your relationships, in your finances. Whatever you need, God is. So just allow now the Holy Spirit just to pour forth. Come, Holy Spirit, divine grace. We just enter in. We open the door to God's presence. However God desires to heal and restore, we surrender to that moment now. We surrender to that moment now. And so what ushers in is the grace of God. Come, divine light, divine being, come. The Father, release your angels, your ministering angels now. Just healing and restoring body, body parts. Somebody who has kidneys, I just commanded the name of Jesus, that kidney to be restored. Come, Holy Spirit, let every cancer cell in these bodies be gone through the name of Yeshua, the name of Jesus, divine light, energia, energia, energia. Just let it now pass through. People have been struggling with, I call it, um, lower energies in a sense, or afflicting spirits that just been, I call it, tormenting you. It's just kind of, I call it, driving you crazy. I just speak to those spirits now. I command you out. I command you out of the bodies, but also the mind. And unhook yourself. Release in the name of Yeshua. Let your healing presence now begin to clear away the muck, the separation, the spirit of anger, the spirit of resistance. I break its hold now. Be gone. Let them, let your people go. Let them go. And let the now, the light of Christ, the light of Yeshua, just to fill to overflow. Let that healing balm just now, like oil, begin to saturate our bodies, starting from the the head and beginning to move down slowly through the body. We just, just praise you and we thank you, O Lord our God, for your immense love, that compassionate heart of Jesus, the compassionate heart of Mary. For your glory, Lord. Even through the intercession of Yogananda, his presence is so near. He was so wise. He always loved that the healer Jesus, and he allowed that grace to pass through him, but also his following. He just honored that presence. So we just honor that presence now. In whatever area of our lives, every dark place, every dis-ease, I break its hold through the name of Jesus. And we just surrender now. I call it the holy orders as those decrees. And just repeat after me. I am full of God's light. I am full of God's I'm light. Full of God's light. I am full of God's presence. I am full of God's presence. Now. Now. It's in that moment of now that that our cup begins to run us over. Our stories begin to wane. And now this heavenly presence now 
begins to fill, to heal the bodies, but it's still the mind. Still the mind. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just divine grace. I command every back to realign now. Come, Holy Spirit. There's just a filter. I just feel this really sense in my own spirit, in my body. There's just a heat that's passing through me, and I know it's happening in yours. And it's really, our, I call it our friend, the Holy Spirit, who now begins to be activated, activated in our bodies. Sometimes you're just going to maybe fall asleep and go, what happened to me? It's like, it's that peace that passes all understanding. It's in that richness of grace that we are now tapping into. So if you want to place one of your hands by your heart as a point of contact say god just give me more of you just give me more more power more presence we're just going to allow that sanctifying grace to continue to heal and restore as i continue on but ryan do you have another word a scripture a a quote that will continue the the healing flow to begin tonight i do in fact it's from yogananda it's called Uh, the prayer that should be first in every heart interesting okay (laughs) The prayer that should be first in every heart is the prayer for God's presence. Silently and surely as you walk on the path of life, you must come to the realization that God is the only object, the only goal that will satisfy you. For in God lies the answer to every desire of the heart. Be afraid of nothing, hating nothing, giving love to all, feeling the love of God, seeing his presence in everyone and having but one desire for his constant presence in the temple of your consciousness. That is the way to live in this world. Whoa. That's so beautiful. So Yanandish. <laughs> I love that man. I love his mm, spirit. Me too. I have a prayer by Barbara Schleeman. She was a good old Catholic. I think she has since passed. But I love this healing prayer that she created. And make it your own. Dear God, I believe you have designed and created me. Therefore, you can also repair and restore me. In the comfort of your love, I pour out to you the memories that haunt me, the anxieties that perplex me, the fears that stifle me, the sickness that prevail upon me. I confess my frustrations in dealing with the emotional, physical, and spiritual pains in my life. Help me envision your gentle touch upon my being as you tenderly enclose me in your arms. Give me inner sight to see you, my companion, along every step of my earthly journey. I trust your tender care today. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to allow this bathing of the presence of our Blessed Mother. Just let her divine intercession with her angels that follow her. And she promises to pray for each one of us, not only for our soul, but for our bodies, for our relationships. So we're just going to ask her intervention right now on behalf of everyone listening to this call. We just say thank you, God. Thank you, Mary, for the great intercession. And we just bless each individual listening to this call. May your health, may your prayer life be enriched. May it grow and may it prosper. And may we all become in divine union with the Christ, the Christ consciousness. For this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's so hard to end when 
we end in our prayer, even though our time is up. I just want to, again, thank George Lopez and Ryan Rigali, two beautiful souls on the West Coast, and all of the our members of Celebrating Life who continue to pray for the world besides ourselves and our community. We appreciate your prayers and your financial support. So let me offer one more prayer before we close. May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and grant you peace, shalom in all areas of your life. And I bless you in our tradition. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So be Amen. It. Namaste. Good night, everyone. Thanks for being on the call.